We're going to go get pokey in <laughs> one hour and 15 minutes. If you want to join you us. Say one more uh, history. We're gonna go and get pokey. Into it's a cool dog name. Filming, but we're going to come by the house first, period. Pokey is cute. Is Sabrina in town? She is. I know. It's awesome. What is pokey? Pokey's like sushi. Okay. But it's uh, Polynesian and Hawaiian. So think about like a deconstructed sushi roll that uh, um, you can have anything in it, but it's like usually rice. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry. Are you, what is so? You just embarrassed me so much. Because I asked what pokey no, is. Pokey's delicious. Oh God! I hope we're rolling right now. This is amazing. All right. So this is an episode of Deadly Delicious, and that could not have been a better intro. Yeah. Where? Um, uh, so I'm with Good Ranchers right now, an, an amazing organization, amazing company. Um, obviously, you know I love food, and I eat lots of meat, um, as does my family, a lot of hunted meat. And, um, and really I, ca I care about what I put on the food, what kind of food I put on my table. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I love that we're going to be working together in for one reason, very clearly, which is there's nothing more important than my family. And mm -hmm. I think we are what we eat. And, uh, I want my family to have the best food in front of them. Yeah. And I want to have, I want to know where that food came from. I know everything that goes in front of my family. I know where it lived. I know how it died, I know how it got processed, and then I know how it ended up on my table. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we are living in an era where nobody knows where their food comes from. Yep. That's dangerous. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So for, first, who are you? Yeah. And um, and I love that you didn't know what Pokey was, and it, that's that's fantastic, <laughs> as we're about to talk about what it, ranching really looks like. So I will say, in my defense, I am allergic to seafood. Okay. So yeah. So there'll that, be other options there. <clears throat> right. I know. But so that just so that that vein of line of food, I can't really eat much of it. So yeah. you know, I don't partake in much sushi because. It'll it's, kill you. Yeah, it, it absolutely could. My name is Ben Spell. I'm the founder uh, and CEO of Good Ranchers. Uh, Good Ranchers is American meat delivered. Um, in 2017, Corley and I just had our first child. I'm going to introduce you in just a second. Uh, Corley and I just had our first uh, um, child, our first boy, and we started looking at labels, looking at things, and, and realizing that and caring more about what we were putting into our home because we were bringing children into the world and it wasn't just us anymore. And um, so we started Good Ranchers on a mission uh, to know, like what you just said, where our food was coming from and what it was and what's in it and what's not in it. So that's who I am, Corley. <laughs> yes, I'm Corley Spell. Hey, Corley. Hey, I'm Ben's wife and um, bear of children. We have four children at home, um, but we're done. No yes. more. Yes, Bear, Wilder, Scout, and Daisy. And Daisy, Sick yeah. names. Where'd you get Scout from? To Kill a Mockingbird. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Yep. One of my favorite characters and one of my favorite books ever written. Yeah, and she's living up to her namesake. Yeah. She's a bully. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, lo I love that you, you said Child Bearer. Have you read the book The Giver? No. Um, I'll actually give you a copy. Okay. There's one sitting over there right there. And um, th there, there is... It's in kind of like they're pretending it's in utopian future, but it's actually a dystopian society. Mm. And uh, the giver is this one person. Every person that exists mm. in this society is assigned a job, whether they're an engineer or they're a blue collar worker, they're an elect, you know, electrician or a plumber. Yeah. And um, and then you are traded in that craft, and that is your contribution. Think of like this perfect utopian communist society. Um, doesn't work. Um, but there's Not one true. person called the giver, and that person is the only person that knows the consequence of these bad decisions. They know what war feels like. They know what um, art and music and the emotion. And, and in the society, there is no emotion. But one of the most appreciated people in the society is the child bearer. Mm. And, uh, and we're... 
in a really scary era of our species where the the family is is under attack mm-hmm. and uh, moms specifically yeah. where uh, not childbearer not um not person that can give birth but moms yeah you know like it's a beautiful sacred thing mm-hmm. and um and one of the reasons I love good food and I love cooking, uh, why I have, you know, we're going to go do a, an episode of Deadly Delicious for yeah. YouTube today. Uh, one of the reasons I love doing it so much, whether I'm cooking for my friends or I'm cooking for my family, it's not just an act of service, but it is an opportunity where everybody can come, come together and you get to this, this moment where we're just present. Mm-hmm. We're eating, yeah. we're eating good food. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm also listening to you and I'm learning about your day and I'm learning about your struggles. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that, that matriarch, that, that woman, that mom mm-hmm. is the most important person at that table. You know, like, yeah, Absolutely. we had to provide the food. Sure. Yeah. I had to go and do some work. I had to make some money, you know, like whether I'm the, the, the bread bringer of the family or not, but truly like the, the Genesis, the, the, the center of gravity for that, that family is that mom. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think it's the most beautiful and most important job on the planet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and you're running a co- company to boot. <clears throat> That's right. Yeah. No. yeah. couldn't agree with that um, more completely. What you just said about the, the cooking and spending time with the family. It's such a, it's a, it's a lost art. Um, because today you can just deliver it. You can deliver it already made and it just shows up and all, we're just eating. But there's there's so much beauty in the making of the food if you get your family involved. Yeah. Um, it, it shouldn't just be one person in there doing all the work. It should be the family spending time together. Um, food is communal, and um, you know, and community is a fundamental human need. Yeah. And and we're and we've we've been losing it. Um, we've been losing the war on uh, on the dinner table for. 30 years, 40 years. I mean, it's just been a steadily decline because food has become so much accessible, already made. We don't have to work for it. We don't have to hunt for it. We don't have to do anything. We can just, now we can just push a button on our phone. Uh, we don't, I mean, you don't even have to type anything. You can just literally click pictures uh, on DoorDash and it just shows up already ready. And mm-hmm. um, that's, that's not the design that we're supposed no. to have. No, there, there, there's some real there, there's some pillars. There's some basic cornerstones and fundamentals for, for us as humans to exist, right? We have to have good sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to go and do a capacity, a volume of work for us to be able to create and, and build things for us to sustain our existence for us to, whether, you know, like you're farming or you're going to the, to your job or you're an engineer or your roofer, whatever. Um, you have to have good nutrition mm-hmm. and you have to have a soul like that community, that, that church, what, you know, place of worship, whatever, whatever it is for you, you yeah. know, those things have to exist yep. for a person to be a healthy, whole human, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, family, the rest, the sleep, the intimacy with your, with your, with your spouse, um, that good food. And I love how you say it. It's, I, you can go back to when this couple of generations have truly started struggling and it's when the dinner table became less and less important. Mm-hmm where what was put on the table was less and less important. The time that you spent together was less and less important. Where, um, sorry, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. You're like, are you kidding me? No, put your phone away. <laughs> I no, was, I was confused for a second. I was like, wait, what's he doing? <laughs> it's, it's, it's so rude, right? It's yeah. Like we're, we're losing this moment of connection. Like this is where connection happens. That's right. Yeah. It's not via some device. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I love a healthy, 
functioning society, you know, as a capitalist, as a small business owner, you know, as small business owners, we know how, um, how healthy it is when it, when a business is running properly and we're, we're employing people and we're getting a good product out to people, you know, everybody's winning mm-hmm. when it's working right. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and we're in this dangerous place where all the really important things that matter just don't matter. Yeah. And that's right. So, and we'll get into, we can get into talking about meat and, and, um, and the, the details and, and that in a little bit, but our mission at Good Ranchers is to bring people to the table. That's like, our mission isn't to put meat in a box. Our mission isn't to sell meat. Our meat, our mission is to bring people to the table. Yeah. Uh, Ronald Reagan said in his farewell address in 1988, he said, all great change in America starts at the dinner table. So tonight, sit down, start talking. And we, we, you know, we've just lost it. So we, we believe in gathering around the table. We believe that for our family. We believe that for our employees, um, uh, once a week, it, it, at least once a week, every Wednesday, um, we, we shut the phones off, um, from noon to one and everybody comes and sits around the same table and, um, and all customer service, uh, operations, web developers, you know, some of the people, you know, some people who don't want to have communi- communication with other people, some people like having their headphones on and just doing their work. Um, but we open the table up and we tell everybody to bring their lunch, come sit at the table and we talk because it's important. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, I was at a, I was at Rome ranch in Fredericksburg and uh, we did a bison harvest. And at this harvest, um, there were, people that have never seen an animal die before. Mm-hmm. Like they, they've been to eat meat eaters their whole entire life. They have never seen just an animal die. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then they had no idea, you know, how do you find the sirloin? Where's the ribeye? You know, where, where, where's the strip? Um, where's our skirt steak? Yeah. Where's the ribs? Where, like some really basic stuff about when you walk into a grocery store and you see all these things in cellophane and, uh, you know, and stacked on top of styrofoam after it's been dyed, um, yep, and gassed. Yeah, and then uh, and then after they don't sell it for a couple of weeks, it goes into the grinder, mm-hmm. and then they recolor it, and then they put it back into new cellophane on mm-hmm. top of new styrofoam. Yep, and that's what you're buying. Yep. Um, but this, and you know, there there were like a hundred people there that had no idea from the animal standing there, you know, eating some grass, looking over at some other bison, you know, <laughs> looking over at its buddy bison, and yeah. then blackness. Mm-hmm. They didn't know what the process went from eating grass to on my table. Mm-hmm. And that just blew my mind. Uh, is that, that, that bison skull right there behind you? You can see that uh, 33 Nossler yeah. um, punch right through the forehead. We call it the, the chef's kiss um, <laughs> to save all of the meat and the whole entire animal. You know, we did heart tartar and uh, they were, we, were, we were pulling out lungs and like inflating lungs and uh, sh- showing just how all of this anatomy worked in these beautiful gorgeous animals that you know off the bone garnered us 300 400 pounds of meat mm-hmm. yeah. you know off of off of one animal not an adolescent animal you mm-hmm. know we, we they they let them breed for like one to two years and um and then they kill them yeah that's what i food on the table that's what i love about um what you just said using all the meat but there's there's so much we as a as an industry we use every piece of the animal and um, the, the animal rights activists and the people who push for veganism and, um, and stuff like that. They're, you know, they're on their phone that literally uses animal byproduct to make their phone pushing, you know, yeah. pushing, don't eat meat. Um, and yeah, I mean, we, there's a, there's a right way and a wrong way to do things. And, um, 
there's a lot of people doing it the right way. Do you watch Yellowstone? We don't. No, neither <laughs> do I. Okay, okay yeah. we'll try to get into it. We, uh, We're not at a season in our life right now where we can watch much word. of anything. Our oldest is five. Um, our youngest is 10 months and there's four of them. So yeah. Yeah. we're five. Man, almost, you stack them in there. Yeah. Five, almost four, um, <laughs> two and a half and 10 months. So yeah. uh, when you were talking about getting rest earlier, I'm like, well, I don't know. What is that? Yeah. That's What's the rest. Yeah. There, there's phases, but yeah. it's important. Yeah. You know, um, you know, my, my seven year old gets 12 hours of sleep. <laughs> I'm serious. Amazing. Um, and, uh, amazing. And, and then, you know, from nine to 12, they get less and less and less, and then 13 comes around, puberty starts hitting, and they need 12 hours again, yeah. 12, 13 hours for yeah. the brain, the frontal lobe to really develop properly. And, uh, and when you got devices and you know, iPads and, and video games, like, again, another thing that's been diminished in, mm -hmm. in these very, we know, physiological and developmental cornerstones of humans, good food and good sleep are two of them. Yeah. Um, they're just less and less and less. Well, there's a scene in Yellowstone that, uh, can, can we pull that up and show this scene? I don't know. Maybe not. I don't even know if we're allowed to. Um, Kevin Costner's character, he's walking in, there's a bunch of protesters. And the protesters um, are like four soy anti-ranchers. Of course. And, um, and Kevin Costner walks up, he's like, do you know what we do to plant soy? And uh, she's like, no, I don't. He's like, I, I strip the field. Mm -hmm. I walk out and I tear out everything that lives or has ever lived in this field and down to the, to, to the small, smallest microbe mm -hmm. is dead. Every yeah. insect, every mouse, you know, mm -hmm. and he says, at what point do you start caring about life? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that, that's a question that I, that I, the, the mission statement of our company, Sheepdog Response, is to preserve, to provide, and protect. Mm -hmm. like those are the three things that we're trying to teach people how to do, is to equip people to preserve, to provide, and protect. Yeah. And, uh, and at what point do you start caring about life? Mm -hmm. It's a question that, that stumps a lot of people in a lot of different arguments, like when does, when does life begin? When does what life matters? You know, if you're looking in Africa, like does one tribe, tribe matter more than another? Does one religion matter more than another? Does like one gender more, matter more than another? You know, if you're a, if you're a red-blooded American, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Like all life is valued. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and I think as good humans, it's, it's our responsibility as custodians of this beautiful planet that we're on to, to be good stewards of the land. Mm -hmm. And that's caring about the little animals too. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, no, nobody can, you know, from, hey, man, have you ever thought about being a, a, a vegan? Yeah, man, then I realize it's dumb. It's, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not good for me and it's worse for the land. It's, 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 it's not good for you and it's not good for the planet. No, and, and the facts are there. If people will just, of course, people are going to believe whatever they want to believe. And that same statement could be, you know, said to us saying what we're saying. But... The facts are the facts, and we've, for as long as time, however far you want to go back on this planet, uh, we are omnivores, and we are we're made to eat plants, right, to eat right, animals. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I got some, I got some. Oh, gnarly, you do. You got ones. some good yeah. little canines. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, so do my kids. Do you should the dinner time with at our family? Like they're just like I'm, I'm cut. Yeah, as I'm, I can't even cut the steak fast enough because you know I have to cut it smaller for them, and they're just like little hands just reaching up and just shoving <laughs> it in their mouth. It's uh, it's pretty great. Um, but we're designed to eat meat, and yeah. we're designed to eat plants, and we're designed to and we're designed to um, to take care of the planet, the planet. Um, and so that's why regenerative agriculture is so important. Um, you know, uh, ma mass farming isn't the answer, um, but 
but regenerative agriculture and farms that that practice uh, uh, cattle are, are an amazing um, invention by God. They they uh, cattle can you can put cattle on a field that is dead that the the, the soil has just been completely Compliant. and you can put cattle on there and after a season or two that field will come back to life because their, their urine their manure that's their right hooves they're that's turning right. the soil that's they're right. introducing like as they went and ate something else over there and they're bringing those seeds and, and they're dropping the manure mm-hmm. that actually the gestation period of it like mm-hmm. and it's being turned over by their feet that's right it's and um there was in Yellowstone, not the movie, in the actual land. Okay. They introduced some what were indigenous animals to a place that had been hunted out. Mm-hmm. And the rivers moved. The things that hadn't existed in there in a hundred years, uh, species of of um, vegetation, of of actual wildlife, mm-hmm. things that hadn't lived there in a hundred years came back mm-hmm. to what to yep. where it used to be as soon as the things that used to exist there yeah. re-existed. That's right. Yeah. And we, we jacked it up in the first place. And oh, then we're of like, course. <laughs> uh, we're going to put uh, we're going to put a couple of wolves here. And, yeah. uh, and then all of a sudden things started, the weak in the herd started dying because the wolves would eat them. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the strong ones started taking bigger, deeper footsteps and turning the soil further. Yeah. The, the river had to, had, to change directions because of the vegetation that was being caused by the manure and the turning of the soil is like literally we moved rivers because of animals. Right. It's cool. Yeah, it's, it's, like no a message in that. No, it's, it's amazing. And, um, life has a way to preserve itself. We're the ones messing it up. Yeah. Um, but a- animals aren't the problem and eating them isn't the problem naturally. Yeah. Yeah, so being a good stewards and, and regenerative farming, I, I care a lot about it. Obviously, I, I hunt um, and uh, for, we'll say ranch to table. Um, and I don't want to disparage and throw stones at an industry that is trying to feed, you know, 350 million people, mm-hmm. a lot of people. Yep. And, uh, you know, arguably we're not in a position where if we just flip the switch and every ranch and every farm went to the strict regenerative farming model, could we produce enough food to feed every? Not, not right. Not immediately, yeah, no. but could we in two years? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, for good ranchers from, um, this animals walking on whatever property they're walking on. Mm-hmm. And I know that you guys have a very strict selection process of where that food is coming from mm-hmm. to the table. What, what is that process? Yeah. So, um, First and foremost, at Good Ranchers, we only source from American farms. That when you, you're looking at me, kind of like a mule looking at a new gate, like that's that's what it should be. Yeah. Um, 85% of the grass-fed beef sold in the U.S. is coming from overseas. 85%. Um, and so why do they have to label that? I'll tell you that in a second. Um, it just blows my mind. Yeah. It, uh, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to get down the wormhole too deep here, but. Um, but you know what? Let's get Let, the warm. Let's 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 go. So in in 2015, the U.S. Um, just completely took away the country of origin labeling law on beef and on pork. So there's a country of origin yeah. labeling law. If you look at vegetables, your I mean, clothing, everything that's so, that's imported into the U.S. has to say where it's coming from. But in 2015, we took it away on beef and on pork. Ironically, the biggest beef, uh, the two biggest beef companies, um, in the U S are not U S owned. <laughs> they're Brazilian owned yeah. and there's 
millions of cattle in South America, and they realized, hey, we can import this to the U.S. and they'll they'll buy it up. Um, and and the same thing with pork. China produces three times the amount of pork that we do. We're the second largest producer in pork. China is the first by three times as much. Um, and ironically, um, the largest pork brand in the U.S. Um, it's called Smithfield. Probably heard of, yeah. seen in the grocery store. They were bought by a Chinese company in 2014. A year later, the you don't have to label pork being imported anymore from China or from from anywhere. It yeah. can it can come into here as long as it's packaged in the U.S. So they bring in the primals on these big ships, um, and if it goes into a USDA uh, approved plant to be butchered, cut into steaks, cut into portions, ground up, they can put a USDA um, inspection sticker on it, and co- and they can even put an American flag and call it product of USA if they wanted to. Yeah, um, and that's the that's the message nobody's talking about. Yeah, nobody's talking about it. So um, our grocery stores are filled with it. Everybody selling meat online is is uh, almost everybody selling meat online, especially at a high level. Like that, the the companies that are doing it to the masses. Yeah, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of small farms, mom and pop farms that have, that are, that, that are, that would be selling their own cattle. Let's say there's a lot, there's more and more starting to do that. Um, but everybody that's selling meat, uh, the top five companies online that you would buy meat from, they're all importing their meat. Yeah. So bueno, the, uh, <laughs> have you seen, I'm sure you have, have you seen the factories where like the pork in China are made? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's disgusting. I mean, d- disgusting and inhumane. Mm-hmm. Um, as as, and they're fully automated. They're, I mean, a person doesn't even have to touch them. No. Like it's just it's it's timers and cells and blocks that that they know when the food needs to dump, and then they know when this needs to open up and let it go over here, and then this closes, no. and they just cycle them around. Uh, there's pe- there, people aren't even involved. It's, no, it, it's it's a factory of torture for these animals first. And then the quality of the product that you're getting is completely um, fake. Yeah. It's and they can get around the antibiotics claim um, by putting antibiotics in the water that they drink. And they can get you can get around the, the, the uh, never administered. They, they'll say never administered antibiotics because they weren't actually injected. Um, they they drank it. And that's like a loophole in the marketing. Yeah. The. Caring about so I think the first step is somebody truly with intentionality has to care. Mm-hmm. Like I have to care about what the thing that I'm feeding my family with, how that thing lived and how that thing died. I have to care about my family enough to to have the intentionality and time for this dinner table for me to want to put good food on the table. So like. First, you have to care. And this, this goes with, with business, you know, and, and within, um, you know, special operations. Like for leaders, the first thing we look for is, do they just care? Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a worse form of insult than indifference. And for your own family to be indifferent of what am I feeding them? Where did that food come from? How did that food die? How is that food that was lived in hell and mm-hmm. then killed terribly and then transported across a gigantic ocean and then fed all sorts of horrific stuff to then be processed in a factory and then relabeled. And that's what I'm putting on the, on my family's table Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in order to save, in order to get it, um, cheaper. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's really what this comes down to. It comes, it comes down to, um, more money for the big corporations naturally, but it also comes down to the, the, the average person at the, the store, they're looking at, they're looking at the price. I yeah. mean, and, and we don't, we don't blame them. I mean, but, um, the reality is, and, and we can't keep up. American meat costs more yep. because it's raised right. And meat coming from farms that are doing the agriculture the right way, treating the animals the right way, um, not um, not abusing um, uh, the animals, not abusing uh, antibiotic use. There's a there's a healthy way to give. Like, uh, cat, chickens should never get it. Pigs don't really sh- shouldn't eat it. A, a cat. A cat, cattle that live to be three years, three years old, um, uh, they shouldn't really be getting it as an adult. As adults, that means you have, um, that means you have a poor uh, stockyards. You have a poor living experience, environment. That was the word I was looking for. Thank you. Um, but so we're we're and I don't know if I want to say anti-vax, but uh, we have not vaccinated any of our children. Um, and, um, so, but our, our kids get sick. We don't overuse antibiotics, but there are times there have been, we reserve antibiotics for when we need them for, for, for very much when, when we need them. And there are cattle, like when they're first Mm -hmm. born in their first six months of their lives, they're babies. And the humane thing, if they're sick, um, is to one off treat them and, and, and treat them the right way. So that's kind of a taboo topic. Um, so, but the, but when you're talking about humanity and you're talking about yeah. doing the humane thing, you're doing I'm talking about doing the ethical thing, uh, an animal that lives three years, it's, it's inhumane to not take care of those animals. Yeah. So, um, now once they get antibiotics, they go to a different herd and, and they get separated. We, um, we only, we, and, and that stuff usually goes, winds up going to commodity, um, naturally, but, um, at good ranchers, we, again, we care about what we eat. We care about, um, yeah. what we put on our table and what we provide. So, um, but you, I said that to say that there's so much just, um, there's so much just marketing lingo and jargon being thrown around. Greenwashing. Yeah. Greenwashing, yeah. um, with, with stuff. And you got to remember what you just said, no one's actually seen the animal live, let alone seen it killed in that whole process. Right. Yeah. So, um, uh, I, I would recommend everyone, it won't happen, but everyone go spend a day on a farm, go spend a day, uh, out, out there. These, these, these farmers, these ranchers, they love their animals. They care for their animals. And, uh, we have this idea, like we just have this idea that it just shows up and it, it couldn't be f- further, further from, from the, the truth. further from the truth. Yeah. And did you know there's 700,000 independent ranches, cattle ranches in the U S 700,000 independent cattle ranches in the U S the average herd size is less than a hundred. Yeah. That's, that's small family farms mm-hmm. that have, that have been doing this for generations. And, um, and of that 700,000 where the average herd side is less than a hundred, that makes up 20% of the world's beef. We've got a lot of beef in the U S mm-hmm. the problem is the, the problem is, um, ranchers are getting paid less for their cattle today than ever before. And the cost of beef in the store is through the roof. We're having to pay more for cattle in the stores than we've ever paid. And the ranchers in America are getting less than ever before Why is that? because of imported beef. 
because we're, we've imp- we imported almost six billion pounds of beef in 2022 into the U.S. and so the demand there so is since no 2015, demand. When when they relabeled and changed how you had to mark and designate where meat was sourced from, what the country of origin was, what has happened in the amount of imported meat? It's it's gone up every single year, more and more and more, and the and the and the herds in the U.S. are shrinking. Okay. Twenty twenty five will have the smallest herds in the U.S. in in history. The scary thing here is. Um, this and this is a principle as as old as the Bible. Whoever controls the food, that's who controls the people. And we are given up control of food in our country. Yeah, that's a, a scary thing. So sovereignty is a word I, I use a lot more than freedom. You know, people are like ah, I want to be free. Like I'm I'm a, I'm a total freedom first person. Sovereignty is your ability to to choose everything about your life. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, mm-hmm what I'm going to, what I'm going to feed them, um, what kind of medical care they're going to get, uh, what yeah. church or place of worship we're going to go to. Um, and, and every time that you give up a control of your, every time that you give up a bit of that control, you lose a little bit of that sovereignty, you lose a little bit of your, of your freedom. And something that just frightens me is, is how the, the corporate international food mega corporations are starting to buy foreign companies buy American ranches, mm-hmm. buy American farms, mm-hmm. and really start controlling our ability to be independent. And you can't be yeah. independent if you're not sovereign. You That's can't right. be sovereign if you are giving up control. And we yeah. are giving up control. These poor farmers are being forced out of their farms and their mm-hmm. ranches. They're being bought out. They're being pushed out. Mm-hmm. They're being bullied out. Mm-hmm. And uh, To the tune of about 20000 a year. Man. 20, uh, uh, approximately, um, give or take each year, but about 20,000 independent ranches, um, go out of business every single year in the U S because so they just can't, they how, just how can't somebody, keep up. Obviously going to good ranchers yep. is a way that you can know you're going to buy American meat. Mm-hmm. What are other ways? Um, get online, find a local farm, not a local butcher. Yeah. The not, I'm not going to say that all butchers are there's, there's, there's not a butcher buying from a local farm. Yeah. Um, but but do your homework, do your research. Um, so the, you can get online and find a, a local farm in your area. And we very, we very much encourage people to do that because I mean, we, one, we can't provide meat to every single person in the U S um, no matter, yeah. <laughs> no matter how much we scaled. Right. Yeah. Um, so, and we, we exist to support the American farm, the, the American ranch and to connect the American farmers and ranchers to the American people. Um, so you can go online and find somewhere local to, to buy, to buy meat. Um, we've done the work for you. You can go to goodranchers.com and, and, and get it from us, um, as well. But first and foremost, we should be buying domestic and how, you know, it's domestic. It'll say born raised. I'll look over here. This is a USDA claim that can't be on the box, can't be on the package, um, born, raised and harvested or made in America. Um, born, raised, harvested in America, born, raised, made in America. Um, if it doesn't say that, then it's not because that's too expensive of a claim yeah. to put on, to put on the, the so you, package. You, you talked about the margins decreasing in the supermarkets where the ranchers are getting paid less, but the cost to the con- consumer, to the customers going up. Um, you know, we, we talked, that's an expensive claim to make. Uh, I, That is such a short-sighted perspective when we talk about money, right? Um, Having gone through a pandemic recently, Mm -hmm. um, watching, you know, 
pharmaceutical companies have their high, highest profiting year in their histories mm-hmm. by trillions of dollars. Um, and watching Americans truly be scared. And it's something I, 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 I hate be like, remember when you're scared, you were scared because you were unwell. You were scared because you didn't know if your immunity, if you as a human, if your mm-hmm. ability to fight a virus or a bacteria was strong enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not scared. My family was not scared. Good. You know, we, we were nothing, <laughs> Doug's left, nothing in my life changed. Yeah. We worked out every day. Yep. We went to school. We walked in the backyard and grabbed chicken eggs. Yeah. You know, we went out to my freezer and we grabbed elk and bison, you know, yeah. and we, we ate some axis and you now we threw that black buck in the trash because it tastes like a damn goat. Um, <laughs> you know, but like there's so much freedom in, in health. Mm-hmm. And there's so much, it's so cheap mm-hmm. to be healthy. Mm-hmm. I know it, when, when you look like, oh man, it costs so much to, to buy organic or to buy American. Do you know what costs a lot is being sick. Mm-hmm. You know, do what costs a lot is, is going to the doctor and having to have that. I don't remember the last time I got sick. Yeah. Like it was yeah. so hard for me to, to, <laughs> I'm gonna say, can I, have we ever said just, what, how I just say it? Yeah. Well, here we are. Okay. So, um, no, I can't. I'm not going to. I'll get in so much trouble. <laughs> okay. For for me to get sick, I have to do really weird stuff. And, yeah. uh, and I, I, I wanted natural immunity and some stuff. So I was like, all right, let's get weird. Yeah. Um, hey, yeah. measles parties and yeah. chicken pox parties. That was a thing. That was a thing. That was a wow. thing. Yeah. Let's go back before the chicken pox party. It was like, you know, at the church, a kid got chicken pox and the whole entire church would show up to that person's house yeah. Yeah. for the chicken pox party. So everybody <laughs> got the immunization naturally, which is way better than anything synthetically. Mm-hmm. But um, the Vikings, they're like rolling down boats and in the morning. You'd have a bowl. Right, the three of us are on our boat. We're about to go do some some pillaging and some attacking. And in this bowl, I'm gonna wash my face. I'm gonna rinse out my mouth. I'm gonna spit back in this bowl. I'm gonna hand you this bowl. And everybody on the whole entire boat is gonna do the same thing. They're gonna wash their face. They're gonna rinse out their mouth, and they're gonna spit back in this bowl. Yeah. And now in in 2022, we're like, oh my god, that sounds so disgusting. Yeah. You know, do you know what they were doing? They're creating a natural herd immunity. Mm-hmm. Everything that everybody on that boat had, every little tiny germ, every little bit of sickness everybody else had, and their collective strength was was stronger. They're healthy people that ate lots of like real food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh and because of that, there was this powerful sea waging war waging group that could uh, you know, one of the earlier earliest warrior societies that can go and just live. Before you look at a price tag. Think about the cost That's of right. being sick. Mm-hmm. That's right. When you're like, how much does it cost to have a gym membership? Do you want, it costs way more to be fat, to have diabetes and mm-hmm. to pay for insulin for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. How much does it cost to buy, to buy food that was born, raised and made and harvested in America? Mm-hmm. Well, do you know, it's way cheaper than having to go and deal with gut health problems for mm-hmm. the rest of your life. That's right. You know, to have like skin problems because you're mm-hmm. eating a whole bunch of steroid injected mm-hmm. meats with antibiotics. They aren't mm-hmm. supposed to be in there, That's but right. they got them in there. Don't yeah. you worry about it. Oh yeah. So in, in this like cost gain, like if I had, if the, if the, um, woman of, of justice, what do they call that woman? Wonder woman. No, no. She, uh, the scales of justice. Oh yeah. Um, the blindfold and she has the sword pointed down, you know, as you're measuring how much does it cost to eat healthy or how much does it cost to be sick? Mm-hmm. It's way cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. Just to eat healthy. Yeah. And you're talking about a- antibiotics being in, in the meat. Um, Whole Foods has a class action lawsuit against them right now for 
um, labeling meat as uh, no antibiotics ever, and it and it testing positive for antibiotics. Whoa, yeah. So, just for those of you who think Whole Foods is the the answer, the bee's knees. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. We, we did get sidetracked and yeah. distracted a little bit from, um, yeah. So so from from ranch, yeah. So to table, what right. are our steps? So the so the animals again with cattle specifically, right. every, everything's a little different. I'm a right. cattle. Yeah. I'm just sitting here in a in a yeah. field. So they're they're gonna in America. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna get raised for almost three years, and that's a like that's why I said that's a long time. And what I was going to the the antibiotics part of this is is I've met these ranchers, I've met different ones, and that I mean they they love these animals, like they take care of these animals, they nurture these animals, and they like um, that's that's a big thing right now in the industry where they're they're getting a lot of hate for using antibiotics responsibly, um, and so that was just my. Uh, my 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 way of letting people know if you've actually been to the farm if you've seen it you you need to know that the there's a right thing to do with cattle and to to treat them the right way so um they so they you know they they're gonna depending on the man there's a big country and the climate is different and the the the, the type of animal are different because um, per climate um, there's there's two different types of cattle um, that and. Um, but so in, let's take Colorado, for example, we, we buy a lot of our beef from Colorado. And, uh, so in the summertime, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to graze and they're going to, um, be up in the mountains and they're going to be eaten on, uh, on the grass and the, getting that, that mineral rich soil from the mountains. Um, and then in the wintertime, they're going to get moved down. Um, and then they're going to have to, um, some of them are going to have to get barned. And, and this is a, this is not just a one year, you know, the cycle on chickens is six weeks. Like think about that, <laughs> think about that from, from hatch to harvest on chickens is six weeks. Uh, cattle, you're talking about, um, two and a half to three years, usually closer to the three years, 36 months. And so they do this year after year and, and a drought comes that, that hurts and it costs money. Uh, yeah, we had a big drought. Yeah. We, this year was a bad one. So, um, and you start having to harvest sooner and when you have to harvest sooner, well, they don't weigh as much, which means what you don't get as much money cause it's, you're getting, you're getting paid by the pound. Um, um, but season after season, they're rotating these cattle, they're raising these cattle, they're out there with them day in, day out, um, to get to the, to get to the end of that season, uh, of that life cycle, that 28 to, to, I'm sorry, that 32 to 36 months, um, to where they, they, they go to sell them. The problem is there's not, um, there's not good avenues to sell cattle to in the U.S. Um, anymore because it's it's really owned by the the major packers. Yeah. The, these 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 major packers. So that was strategic. Let, yeah, let's absolutely. Like dive into this. So yeah. the your source of of protein from rancher to table. If you went fifty years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, you would have local butchers that would buy from local farmers mm -hmm. and they would sell local meat out mm -hmm. of their local meat shop. Yep. Um, and in the six, uh, 70s is when we started seeing real import of, of foreign food or foreign meats. And by the 90s, um, you, you, you would know where meat would come from, but it was like, what, 50-50? Yeah, I was a kid in the '90s. Um, it, I couldn't give an accurate stat on that, but it was—I mean, it was happening. Now by 2022, it's majority. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they have very 
whether it's lobbyists, whether, you know, it was these large international corporations trying to control supply chains, Mm -hmm. um, a little bit of all of it. Now they effectively control what can go to the consumer. Mm -hmm. Um, When you say it's difficult for a ranch to find an avenue, a a, a way for a rancher to sell his meat to people, Mm -hmm. like direct ranch to people. Yep. It is hard. Very hard. Mm. Crazy hard. Very hard. That's by design. Yeah, so they have to sell, they have to sell them to the packers, and and the problem with it is, um, you know, beef's a commodity, and so the, I mean, we, the, they've gotten the the big three have gotten in trouble multiple times in the last twenty years uh, uh, for getting together and setting the prices and yeah. fixing the prices. I mean, it's not, they're not supposed to do that, but they do. But but they they do it. They've been caught three times. So just imagine how many times. I mean, it's. It's probably a whole lot more than than they're getting caught, just yeah. because. Um, and, and so these, so the ranchers, they're 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 at the mercy of of what the packers will pay versus and versus what it, the way it should be is that it should be what the people will pay, and the people will pay. I mean, you have seen the price of meat in the grocery store? I have. It's it's an all time high. I mean, eggs are up forty six percent, milk is up thirty thirty eight percent or something, mm-hmm. and. Um, Oh, man, what was meat? I saw the Thanksgiving table went up twenty percent from mm-hmm. last year to in one year. Yeah. So, so the people are willing to pay it, but the problem is the, the they don't the, have a choice, do they? The people? Yeah. No. But the ranchers that are raising the cattle and selling the cattle, they 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 don't get to share in that in that in that, in that influx of the profit because yeah. they're they're at the mercy of being able because at, at the the cattle will start to depreciate, so they have to sell. They 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 hit peak maturity. They need to be sold. And the Packers know this. Absolutely. You know, they, they, they have them like in a hucklebuck. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they don't have a choice. They have to sell the cattle mm-hmm. and they have to sell the cattle for whatever the, the Packers are going to pay them for. That's right. The Packers know that they can charge the consumer more money, but they at this position because they can out, they can buy foreign meat mm-hmm. um, at whatever price. Again, they're dictating mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. local rancher uh, mm-hmm. is is really just getting pulled over the coals. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's a, it's 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 Buy a local people. Yeah, like, it's a racket. It yeah. really it really is, yeah. and and nobody's talking about it. Nobody and we're talking about it. Well, I mean, we are, but as as a whole, like I, I can't tell you how many how many people I tell about the cool law and um, product of USA doesn't mean that it was born, raised, and harvested in, in in America, and they go, oh my god, I never knew I that. Mean, how it, do I mean, it not even know duped that? me. Like first early years of the business, remember we I were do. out of meat and I, yeah. sent me to the store. Yeah, I got really mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he sent me to the store. We needed some ground beef. Yeah, this, and was, this was probably four years ago. But yeah, yeah she. I, I said product of the USA, and I'm like, oh, it's great. I'm sure he'll love it. Yeah. Come home. He's like, what are you doing? This like, is do not, not USA. Listen to anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Fed it to the dog. It's so. How is it not criminal? Yeah. Product of the USA, you know, raised in China. Killed in China, mm-hmm. transported from China, well, fed mm-hmm. in China, transported across the ocean, packaged in plastic and styrofoam, colored and gassed, and then put on sale. Mm-hmm. Made a product of the USA. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here. It's wild to me that people are still buying majority of their meat from the grocery store. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. I won't do it. I mean, it, it took us starting a meat company to. to hey, <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, and, and 
and you know, back to the intent, the intentionality of, of do you actually care is if indifference yeah. is the worst form of insult. If you care about your family, if you care about the dinner table, if you care about community, if you care about the people that are going to sit down and you're going to break bread with, if you care about those moments, you know, if you care about, if you're going to that potluck, mm-hmm. um, am I just going to grab something out of the freezer that I, the frozen section of the supermarket and throw it into a crock pot? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you're like, is there going to be some intentionality to it and caring about the people that I'm going to go spend time with? Um, it first has to start with you caring mm-hmm. and then, then we can get rad. Then we can get real. Okay. Now I care about the farmer. I care about the animal. I care about where it lived. I care about where it died. I care about what was fed and, uh, you know, sh- shame on everybody looking for, as always the quick and easy solution. Mm-hmm. It takes a little bit of work at first, mm-hmm. but then once you, you know, you guys made it easy. Um, obviously it's, it's, I mean, I get my meat from you guys. Yeah. Um, the, but it doesn't have to be hard. Mm-hmm. Maybe at first it does. Maybe maybe there are other solutions of finding a local farmer or finding a local rancher. Yeah. I trade meat. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't grow vegetables. Um, I have chickens and I have lots of hunted meat. Mm-hmm. And I have friends that that are like the micro farmers and the urban farmers. And I was like, that's awesome. That's uh, more people need chickens. Yeah. Everybody should have chickens. Everyone should have chickens. There's no reason yeah. why you don't have chickens. It's the best thing in the world. Yeah. You want yeah. great grass? Yeah. Have good chickens. Yeah. They're nature. Get rid of bugs. Na- yeah. Chickens. They're nature's garbage disposal. Yeah. Like instead of throwing your scraps down the garbage disposal, throw them in the trash, throw yeah. them outside to the chickens. On my, uh, on our kitchen counter, I have my compost bucket, mm-hmm. which is not any um, consumable food. And then I have my chicken bucket, yeah. which is every extra bit of food mm-hmm. that yeah. my kids didn't eat mm-hmm. um, goes in that bucket. And the scraps of, so I made banana packet pancakes this morning. I walked out, gathered my eggs, walked inside, peeled eight bananas, put in eight eggs from my chickens, mm-hmm. um, took the banana peels, which my chickens won't eat, mm-hmm. threw it into the compost pile after I cut them up a little bit, and then put a little bit of uh, pancake batter, a little bit of vanilla, a little bit of cinnamon, mm-hmm. and have some delicious, super healthy, protein-rich pancakes yep. that my kids just like, just murder. Yeah. And uh, those... Although if you got chickens, you better get good at fighting some snakes and rats. Um, That's true. Also good natural things. Like mm-hmm. I love having snakes on my property. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I also got roadrunner. Sorry, I yeah. can't. I can't jump on this. Can't snake jump train. on that. So, um, <laughs> so great. what you were just saying about chickens eating scraps and things like that—that's the uh, organic chicken is is the worst. It, that's why we 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 say our chicken is better than organic um, because to get an organic claim, it's it's just about what the chicken ate. Yeah. And if it, and so we realized this by we, the, 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 the powers that be, they realized, oh, people will pay more money for organic chicken. We can put them in pens, give them access to outside, um, which is just a, a 18 a space inch of space. Sun. Yeah. That was well, just a hole in the coop that stays open. So they can go outside. They don't go outside. Yeah. Um, and we can just pump them full of organic feed, just pellets that were made organic and we just that's and that's all they ever eat they don't eat bugs they don't eat they don't actually scratch and claw and and they just sit in those coops and organic chicken is just pumped Mm -hmm. out by the masses uh and it's disgusting it's It's, it's, yeah and and you pay more for it um and it's and it's raised just like commodity chicken have you uh i know you have have you ever taken the store egg and dropped oh. it into a pan next to a, a true free range. Mm-hmm. So my chickens, you know, they, they got acreage. They they walk. I got a couple of dogs that that hang outside with them all the time. They're well protected chickens. Yeah. Um, I'm actually reducing my flock right now, um, as you know, they're they're three years old. So egg production is starting to fall off right now. So 
Um, it's time I to did, eat some chickens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I, um, I, if I pick up my phone, I bet I'll have a, a text back from our po- our uh, chicken farmer. Because I buy them like s- maybe two months out from egg production, so mm-hmm. I don't get chicks. Um, I get you know adolescent, and uh, mm-hmm. so two months later they're laying eggs. But the um, then you take that free range chicken egg and you drop it next to it. One, the shell's different. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is noticeably one feels like a fabrication of fake styrofoam. Mm-hmm. And then the other one feels like a natural thing. It's mm-hmm. inconsistent. The color's different. Maybe there's some speckling on it, yep. you know? And, uh, and then you look down in the pan and one is this rich, deep, vibrant gold. Mm-hmm. And this other one is this pale yellow that is not natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's true. And that is all food. Mm-hmm. You know, every bit of steak that you have, every bit of pork that you have, you know, every bit of chicken that you get, mm-hmm. um, it's fake or it's real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Buy real. Buy real. It can cost a little bit more money of dollars, but like you said, the, the, the real cost, we haven't paid for it yet. It's, yeah. it's because it's what, what it's doing to our economy, what it's doing to our country. Oh, we're paying for it right now. Yeah. As healthcare is just like skyrocketed, highest obesity in the history of mm-hmm. America right now, lowest participation in in sports in high schools. Um, like I know exactly what the cost is because you just look at every single obese thirteen. Do you remember like like I'm a middle aged man? Yeah. There was not a fat kid in my school. There wasn't one. Yeah. In my whole like. Yeah. There wasn't one, yeah. and now the vast majority. Mm-hmm. It's breaking my heart. Yeah. There's so sad. much joy and there's so much freedom. There's so much sovereignty. Sleep is so good. You know, sports are so much fun. You know, like the brain working on not, not right, not being depressed and not struggling with, you know, all of that is a byproduct of an unhealthy society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can talk about it or we can change it. And the only way we change it is by, is, uh, you know, if we keep doing the same things that we've always done, we'll keep getting the same results. Um, we, we have to be better. We have to do better. We have to, we have to care about these things. We don't have to just care about them, but we have to change our actions, um, as people, as society. I think we will. It's like, um, what we were talking about and before the thing started running and I said, I think that's a fad. Um, I, I, I don't know who gets the credit for, for coining, um, the, you know, the, the phrase of, uh, of good men create good times and good times create, um, weak men, weak men create bad times and bad times create strong men. Right. And then that's just the cycle of humanity. And if you look through the Bible and, um, you know, I love, I love saying this, we, we, we are people of faith. We are Christians. Um, and, uh, but I, I, some shameless plug for the Bible. Everyone should read the Bible, whether you're a Christian or not, because it's one of the oldest, uh, it's a collection of the oldest books in the world. And, and it's just about how people lived. If you want to know, and if you want to know where we're going, Look at where we came from. And that cycle of good people, bad people, good times, bad times is just all through humanity. So we're, we're, you know, we're spiraling toward the bad time. We're in the bad times, right? Depending on where you want to look at it, but good men are going to rise up. That's why I love what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I love um, listening to your podcast, seeing your, your school of of men out there just wrestling and women out there just uh, grappling and, and um, you're, you're, you have a, um, you've made it your mission to impart into the next generation and to raise good men. And when good men rise up, good times will follow. Yep. 
Yeah, and we're right there. And I, 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 I do, like you, believe that we're uh, we're at a turning point. I'm, I'm listening to, you know, Joe Rogan and and, and Jocko and uh, Steve Ranella. Like, people are spousing these things, and and there's more interest um, right now. There's, I think, more interest in um, hunting than ever before mm-hmm. in my life for sure. And I, mean, we call them hunting curious, where they're like, mm-hmm. the people are like, man, what, what is this? I'm like. It's a solution, you know. It, mm-hmm. it is a, this fulfilling life. People are looking at like, how do I get real food? And like, how do I get healthy again? Yeah. Um, they're asking questions that they haven't asked in 15 years because now they're. It's not too late. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's too late. Yes, we're fat. Yes, we have a ton of <laughs> of uh, mental health problems. Yes, we have a an identity crisis about who we are as Americans. Um, but it's not too late for us to ask questions and to start steering the ship into this beautiful, healthy society again. Yeah, I love America. I love America meat, American meat. Yeah. And uh, so, how, how do people um, get American born, American raised, and American harvested meat? Yeah, GoodRanchers.com. Um, it, we're, we're there 24 seven, 365 goodranchers.com. We've got a, a great selection of, for every size family. The good news is everything's flash frozen. Uh, there's a difference between like a slow freeze and a flash freeze. Yep. Like, so it goes from fresh vacuum sealed and then frozen, um, in less, in less than eight minutes, which really locks in the flavor and does not, um, cause any degradation to the quality of the meat. You so can, you and me are filming a deadly delicious episode. Yeah. We're going to go out in to uh, some wilderness and uh, cast iron. We're going to cook. So what are we cooking today? Yeah, um, I brought ribeyes. I brought go. two bone in and one one boneless okay. big boy. So I took you as a ribeye guy. I am a ribeye guy. Yeah. Not, <laughs> my family's ribeye people. My, my wife does like this trip quite a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, well, I think we honestly eat equal portions of ribeye and strips. But uh, yeah. So, um, um, and right now I will say this, uh, through the month of January, we're doing, f- um, free chicken for a year. Okay. So with every subscription, you get, you get two pounds of free chicken every month, um, which is the first time we've ever done this. So goodranchers.com where they find you on social medias. Good, good ranchers. ranchers. Okay. Good ranchers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what did I, uh, we did, I did fondue. So I took a Chardonnay. How much time do we have? Oh, we're there. We have like. Three minutes. All right, so I took um, two bottles of Chardonnay, uh, brought it to barely a bit of a boil. I had busted the pan, like rubbed in the pan with butter and uh, garlic cloves. And then when I brought it to the boil, I put in Gruyere cheese, Asiago cheese, mozzarella cheese, and aged cheddar cheese. And Beautiful. all the while, out on the smoker um, was some of your ribeye. And uh, so I smoked it at 350 degrees for about 40 minutes, which brought the internal temperature to 105 degrees. And then I cast iron seared it um, to finish it. And I brought it in with like a 135 internal temperature. So like right nice. at medium rare. Yeah. And um, and then we sliced that up and we dipped that meat into the cheese with, uh. and so you had a little bit of French bread, you had um, mm. some Honeycrisp apples, and then you had the the melted cheese mm-hmm. drizzled, drizzled on top of y'all's ribeye. I'll tell you what. Yeah. So good. That was the most delicious meat. And that was my, like, I got my, my, my kids, mm-hmm. you know, my wife, and we're just, just hanging around yeah. the center island mm-hmm. with a bowl of melted cheese <laughs> and all of our afraid, favorite yeah. dippings. Yeah. yeah. Eat real food. That's it. Don't be afraid of cheese. Don't be afraid of butter. Don't be yeah. afraid of meat for sure. But man, if people would just eat real food. God, this processed crap is just, it's exactly what it is. It's crap. And the, the fake, 
the fake meat is we didn't even have time to get into that. Thank but, God, because you get me all fired up. Oh God, yeah, it's are, it's are killing you? us. Yeah, yeah. All right, so this, I mean, this is the about violence podcast, and uh, like, why are we talking about um, getting healthy food? Because bad food is killing us. That's right. That's it. Yeah. Um, if you want to be able to be able to pr- pr- preserve life to protect life and be able to provide for your family, you have to be a healthy version of yourself. So this episode of uh, About Violence podcast was talking about keeping you as the individual the best healthy person that you possibly can. And one of the most important components of that is real food. That's right. So eat real food. Yeah. You're kind of sure. quiet. <laughs> maybe I'll make you, maybe we, maybe we cook on this cast iron. Ooh, Ooh. that'd be fun. I'm not ready for that. No? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stay safe. Stay free. Thanks yeah. for watching the About Violence Poet podcast. Um, send your questions, comments, concerns, share with everybody that you know. Anybody that is overweight, send this to them. Anybody that uh, is questioning what does it look like to find real food, send this to them. That's right. And any questions that you have, send our way or go to goodranchers.com to, uh, to enroll and subscribe and send any questions. Questions. Um, you, uh, you, a wealth of information over here. Yeah. 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 Thanks, thanks so for, having, much for us. having us. Absolutely. Let's go cook. All right. Yeah. Let's do it.